Okay. I could feel the pain begin to melt away, and I've been taking it ever since. And I can tell you that Relief Factor has helped me get my life back. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Find out all about this offer and feel the difference. If you own a business, this has been a bumpy ride from pandemic to inflation. I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and survived COVID, you're eligible to receive a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. The challenge is getting your hands on it. Hi, I'm Howard Mackler, and that's why I founded GetRefunds.com to cut through the red tape and get you the money. Our tax attorneys are specialists in this little-known payroll tax refund program. We do all the work, charge not a dime up front, and simply share a percentage of the cash that we get for you. Businesses of all types qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. Don't lose out on up to $26,000 per employee. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited period of time. The team at GetRefunds.com has already returned over a billion dollars to businesses, and we can help you too. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. That's GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. what you need to know. Interesting development today in Major League Baseball. Philadelphia Phillies president Dave Dombrowski announced a short time ago that two starting pitchers and two position players will have to miss their two-game series in Toronto that begins tomorrow because they are unvaccinated in accordance with Canadian policy. The starting pitchers are Aaron Nolan, excuse me, Aaron Nola and Kyle Gibson. The position players, starting third baseman Alec Bowman, starting catcher JT Real Muto. The four players will technically be put on the restricted list so they won't be paid or credited with service time for the two games they're going to miss. In the NFL, Heinz Field, the longtime home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been renamed Acrisure Stadium. New naming rights deal with a financial technology company. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice has joined the ownership group of the Denver Broncos. You're listening to News Talk 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players that are involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories, too. Now, let's get to the game and join your host. Scott Mason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on News Talk 1400. You can also hear our show online at Newstalk1400.net and podcasts available at thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our News Talk 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Monday, July 11th, 2022. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. And we already have our first guest here on the game, 
live from the softball peel, fields, rather, Linda Bouvet joining us once again on the game. Uh, Linda, always appreciate you taking time out to join us on the game. How are you doing tonight? Thankfully, the rain held off and we're ready for a good practice tonight. Yes, uh, currently doing uh, some uh, practice with, I believe, uh, one of your 10 U teams, Linda, and certainly uh, many teams getting ready for a big weekend here in Sault Ste. Marie, the 2022 Sioux Invitational uh, being held once again at Malcolm Park and the ball fields up on 8th Avenue all weekend long. And Linda, before we look at uh, this year's tournament, the divisions, how many teams, potentially where they're from, this is, I believe, the 20. 22nd year of this tournament, and I know you were one of the people uh, instrumental in starting this. Uh, first question is, what got you to get this tournament going? And uh, it's been one that seems to have grown uh, throughout the years. Well, it's definitely grown. It started quite small. I think we had our first one of just four teams way back when, and it was truly an opportunity to just give our parents a chance to, and our kids a chance to have a home game and not have to pay to travel or go Back then, they didn't have as many travel teams as they do now, right. so uh, travel meant really travel. We were going to Wisconsin. We were going to the Indiana border. We had to go a long way to play games back then. And playing games this weekend up at uh, Malcolm Park and the ball fields. Uh, Linda, just give our listeners an idea about this year's tournament, uh, how many teams are coming, how many Sioux teams are involved, and, and the different divisions and where fans can watch them over the weekend. Sure. So we have 31 teams this year. Nice. I don't. I think it equals our largest ever. It's definitely a test for us to get five fields running all the time, especially with potential weather issues. But uh, we're really excited to have that many teams. We have five teams in 10U, seven in 12U, 11 in 14U. That's often our largest division, and eight in the high school division. And they're coming from. UP, a lot of the Traverse City, Boyne area, a few from the Flint, Detroit area. We get all over. Yeah, and it's certainly a, a fun tournament uh, to be at, and the one that starts, I believe, Friday afternoon and runs until Sunday. Uh, tournament admission, Linda, free of charge, and I believe concessions are available. What else could you tell our listeners about, you know, if they want to come up to the ball fields, uh, what they're going to expect? Well, it's going to be busy up here. We'll have games going on at Losey Field up by 12th Avenue. And then most of the park over on the north end is going to be tied up. Uh, we're going to be using Nertoli, Bunker, Canisto, and the men's Garish Field. And uh, we will have concessions. There's no admission. We'll have concessions with T-shirt sales. And uh, Bob Spencer's food truck is going to be here. So oh, that's nice. a nice addition. Yeah. And... Uh, I I know uh, you probably won't say it, but you're one of our best umpires, and we have a great umpire crew coming, and Brad Boswell is in charge of that, and he's really worked hard to put a good crew together, so um, I think it's going to be a great great weekend. Well, I it's appreciate all about the weather now. Yes, exactly. And uh, certainly, Linda, having uh, officiated your tournament, I think, for about 10 years, if not more, weather never comes into effect in a Sioux no. Invitational, uh, maybe <laughs> once or twice, but uh, that's something, you know, and it goes to my next question. Linda Bouvet joining us on the game from a Sioux Softball, the Sioux Legacies program, and uh, the coordinator of the Sioux Invitational this weekend. Uh, obviously, you cannot control Mother Nature. Uh, you know, certainly 
Unfortunately, I've been involved with some uh, lengthy rain delays. As as a tournament d- director, is that your biggest kind of uh, anxiety going into the tournament? Is what is the weather going to be like? Because you know we don't want to keep these folks here through Sunday night and possibly into Monday with bad weather. Is that what causes you the most anxiety? Oh, absolutely. I've been checking the weather every day for about the last two weeks already. And I don't know why, because it's going to change. So uh, <laughs> we'll just do the best we can. And, and usually we can take some rain, but if we get a, a real lengthy downpour, that's when we have to shut down for several hours or a day. And we hope that doesn't happen. I don't, right now it's not calling for anything like that. So I think we'll be okay. We'll keep our fingers crossed indeed. Uh, Linda, a couple more questions before we uh, potentially get to uh, uh, your team there that wanted to say hello on the radio. You know, you've been involved in softball for quite some time in this area. And what have, what in your opinion is the biggest change in this area with softball? I mean, you're seeing more players play. You're seeing teams uh, go further in tournaments. Uh, just look at what Pickford and Rudyard have done in the past couple of years. Uh, what would you say is the biggest change that you've seen since you started coaching to now well i think it's two things i think one the exposure softball gets on tv has been huge for the sport and so kids know that they can play at a high level now and they've seen uh great great softball on television and and that didn't wasn't happening 15 20 years ago you might get a game here and there but it's nothing like it is now and then the other thing is as softball's grown it's just kind of caught fire again It, it was big a long time ago, but um, in the UP, still a little bit behind compared to other areas. But uh, the young girls are kind of running everyone else out of the park, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're certainly seeing it more, uh, as you mentioned, Linda, on television and just getting more exposure for people on you know the likes of ESPN and others. The other question I have, Linda, is you know you wear a lot of hats and you're very busy with your job in the GLIAC. Uh, what keeps you involved with the Sioux Legacies and that program, and just uh, why why do you continue to stay involved? Well, my husband asks me that question all the time, but it's truly a love of the game. And um, I'm really honored. In fact, uh, one of them just walked in. I've got uh, former players with daughters playing now. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I just think, and I want to go back to another answer to your question. The other thing is the instruction has gotten a lot better for softball. So with technology and video training, it's a lot easier to teach the game now. And the National Fast Pits Coaches Association, they're as, as accessible as you are right now in terms of I could email Carol Hutchins in Michigan and probably get an answer to a question in the two days if I really needed one. And, and our sport is so willing to share their knowledge that, that I think is another huge reason why it's grown so much. But anyway, why I do it is um, I feel like I can keep getting better as a coach, and I feel like I can keep helping this program grow, and I am really enjoy, I mean, this 10U team, I've already had them for a couple years, and uh, they're like family now, so they're just a blast. Linda Bouvet joining us from the Sioux Legacy Softball Program. And uh, one more question, Linda, before we get to uh, some hellos. Uh, just tell us a little bit about how the uh, the season has gone, the summer has gone, I should say, for your Sioux Legacies program. Uh, not just the 10 teams, but others. I have uh, seen some notes in the paper as far as uh, teams winning uh, some tournaments and doing very well. How's the season gone so far? Well, we're off to a really good start. It's funny, a lot of the programs downstate are posting their tryouts, and we feel like we just got started. So we've only had one tournament so far. 
um, at 10 you we only put them in two or three tournaments, right. but we kind of ease them into it. But the older girls are, um, have actually played, our 12 and under team has actually played three tournaments already and finished second in all of them, I think. Wow. And, um, so they're kind of the bridesmaids and really hungry to, to win one. And, um, our 14 U team is probably our youngest team in terms of experience on the field. And then our high school team is a lot of new players because there's two area teams this year, but they already won one tournament. So they're pretty good. Linda Bouvet joining us on the game. And Linda, you mentioned uh, before we went on the air that there could be uh, some uh, players there that wanted to say hello. Uh, Would you like to do that right now? I sure would. Hang on one second. (laughs) Hey, girls, on three, say hi, Scott. One, two, three. There you go. All right. That is uh, Linda Bouvet and her 10U Sioux Legacies team. Again, at the Sioux Invitational Softball Tournament uh, this weekend at the Malcolm Park. And the ball fields will be on five different ball fields, four different age divisions, uh, under 10, under 12, under 14 in high school, as well as uh, lots of uh, teams, 31, which is a lot of teams. And and Linda, finally, you know, not just does it bring softball players in uh, to Sioux St. Marie, it brings their parents, it brings their grandparents parents into the community and staying at least a couple nights at this tournament not only helps uh you know your program and the the teams athletically also helps Sault Ste. Marie economically absolutely and I don't think we get enough credit for that but we make a big impact on this community during this weekend and as big as any hockey tournament or something like that so and it will be busy in town this weekend for sure. And I think there's also a baseball tournament going on at James Field that weekend. It should, this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. Linda, I will certainly see you over the weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have a good rest of practice. And uh, thanks for joining us on the game. Great. Thank you so much, Scott. See you this weekend. That sounds good to me. We're going to take a break. We come back. We have more local sports to cover. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. News Talk 1400. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutra. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893. Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. (laughs) Okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things. 
like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best-selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Xmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Coming up at 6.30, we'll be joined by co-host of the game here on News Talk 1400 and host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. David McKeg Jr. will join us on the game to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and their recent slump as well as the NHL draft, Toronto Maple Leafs, and... NHL free agency starting this Wednesday at noon. Want to thank Linda Bouvet joining us earlier, talking about Sioux softball here with the Sioux Legacies and their Invitational coming up this weekend. And being the middle of summer, always a little quiet on the local sports front. We don't have the high school scores. We don't have junior hockey. We don't have a lot going on Lake State Athletics, but we do have a little bit going on that we can share with our listeners. Let's do that right now. And let's first talk about another tournament that happened over the weekend at James Field, the EUP Wood Ducks, American League base, American Legion rather baseball team swept their way to first place at the four team Sioux showcase this past weekend. The Wood Ducks finished four and oh in the tournament and defeated Iron Mountain 
the Golds, 11-0 in four innings in the championship game on Saturday at James Field. EJ Suggett seems like he's playing every day for a basketball all-star team or a football team or a baseball team. Well, he's still playing Legion baseball and pitched well in the championship game. He pitched four innings for the win, allowing just one hit while striking out five and walking none. Avery Wilson, along with EJ Suggett, Garrett Gorsuch, and Odin Medrick had two hits each in the championship game, while Ethan Chambers, Jack Bashan each had one hit for the Wood Ducks. The Ducks would score six runs in the bottom of the second inning to take a 6-0 lead and then added five more in the bottom of the third inning. Chambers and Michael Bontrager, they combined on pitching duties for the Ducks, allowing a combined one run on five hits. On Friday, the Wood Ducks defeated Iron Mountain 12 12 to 4 and also beat the Sioux Ontario Black Sox 12 to 1. Matt Lumston along with Wilson, Chambers, and Bashan had two hits each, while Suggett, Gorsuch, and Adair had one hit each against Iron Mountain. Adair collected the pitching win against the Golds, and Zach Hagen was the winning pitcher earlier against the Black Sox. Earlier on a Saturday, the Wood Ducks defeated Ishpeming 9-1. Ethan Chambers and Denvin McCord finished with two hits each. Suggett had an RBI triple, and Ethan Adair hit a double, and Cam Labadee had a single. And the Wood Ducks, as I mentioned, uh, also played host to the Sioux Ontario Black Sox on Thursday. Or they will play, I should say, a game at home to Sioux Ontario Black Sox on Thursday. And then they'll take on the Menominee Red Waves on Sunday. There was a UP softball all-star game played over the past couple weeks. Uh, Team 1 lost to Team 2. 14-7 Fourteen to seven uh, of note. Uh, two EUP players on Team Two: Lizzie Story of Pickford and Delaney McDowell of Rudyard. Uh, this was played at Westwoods Field in Tilden Township, and uh, that was the UP All Star Softball game featuring two EUP athletes as Team Two would beat Team One. Golf, yes, we're doing golf league scores here on the game uh, at Manascon this past week. Scout Hester shot the low gross with 35. Al Cantola, he collected low net with 30. As low putts winner included Henry Jarvie, Erwin McDonald, along with Hester and Cantola. Got to get this one in Ronnie Van Sloten. He plays well on the golf course, and he carried the low round last week at the Oaks at Kinchelow's Men's League. Among the specials, Chris Smith, he hit the longest drive. Paul Postma had also one of the longest drives. And Wayne Hessling Jr. sank the longest putt, that one on number 18. The Oaks at Kinchelow Mixed Double Scramble League. We are digging deep here, folks. Pam and Steve Markstrom, along with Craig Maloney and Yana Hutchinson, they had the low round there. And in the Oaks-Kinchelow Senior Men's Scramble League, John Munnick won the special for closest to the pin on number 13 and also had the closest to the third shot on number 18. Got to get some golf league scores. And those guys and gals are working hard every week. I know our good friend Dave Watson, I believe he golfs on Tuesday in one of those. And so we're going to give the give the honors where the honors are deserved. Speaking of honors, Sioux High wrestlers Chase Tracy, Cody Russo, and Will Ullman were selected to the All Straits Area Conference first team in voting by league coaches. St. English wrestlers on the All Straits Area Conference first team included Wisteria Brady, Jonathan Litzner, Jack Lipnitz, 
Gabe Workheiser, Austin Roden, and Paul Roden. For Newberry, they had all straights area team first picks, include Hayden O'Neill, Derek Bowler, along with Corbin Plant and Mateus Miller. So nice award given out in the June meeting of the Sioux Area School Board uh, to uh, Tony McLean. He received the Mr. O, Nick Oshelski Lifetime Achievement Award at the June meeting of the Sioux Area School Board. The award is dedicated for those contributing over the years to the Sioux schools as McLean exemplified the criteria for the honor. McLean served as superintendent of Sioux schools for seven and a half years. Many Sioux high track and field athletes attended the board meeting in June to support McLean. McLean is also an assistant coach for the Sioux track and field and recently completed his 50th year of coaching the sport throughout his career at various schools. According to Superintendent Amy Scott Cronemeyer, Dr. McLean was the perfect candidate to receive the Nick Olszewski Award with all his years of administrative service, just finishing his 50th year of coaching student-athletes. The timing was perfect. His contributions contri- contributions rather to the community are many. So congratulations to Dr. Tony McLean receiving the Mr. O, Nick Oshelsky Lifetime Achievement Award at Sioux Schools. The MHSAA is accepting registrations online or by mail for game officials for the 2022-23 school year, and they are providing a significant new benefit package intended to attract new officials and bolster the number of current officials who work multiple sports. We've been talking about this a lot beginning this summer. All officials who register may sign up for up to two sports as part of that registration. Officials will also receive membership in the National Association of Sports Officials, which comes with a variety of educational and training resources, including a subscription to an MHSAA-branded referee, digital magazine, along with a shield liability insurance. And for all new and returning officials, a $70 fee covers registration up to two sports. Officials may register for additional sports at $16 per sport. To avoid the $30 late fee, all fall sport registration applications must be received by August 16th of this year. Winter registrations by November 11th and spring registrations by March 17th. You can Register by going to MHSAA.com and just click on the officials site or the part of the site and you'll find all the information there and you can get hired because trust me, they are hiring for all levels, all officials. Pretty much if you want to be an official, now's a good time to get in. Sue Greyhounds in the Ontario Hockey Hockey League announced they acquired overage defenseman Ryan Thompson from the Erie Otters last Thursday in exchange for a draft pick in a move that gives the Greyhounds uh, four potential overage candidates for the 2022-23 season. Trade with Erie was made to make a veteran presence for the young hounds. And, well, speaking of the hounds, two Sioux Greyhounds saw their step closer to the NHL and playing in the National Hockey League come true. Bryce McConnell-Barker, he was selected by the New York Rangers in the third round, 97th overall. And Kiri Kutsasayev, hope I got that right, was selected by the Vancouver Canucks in the seventh round at 208th overall. McConnell Barker, he scored 23 goals and had 49 points in 68 games with the Hounds last year, while Krujvasayev, 
He played in all 68 games with the Hounds, scoring five goals and tallying 39 points. And finally, this news just coming out earlier this afternoon, Lake Superior State's University Athletic Department has announced that the former LSSU women's walk will be rebranded as the Lake Superior State Women's Athletic Symposium. The inaugural Lake Superior State Women's Athletic Symposium is scheduled for Wednesday, September 7th at 5.30 p.m. at the Sisler Center. The rebranded event will be used as an opportunity for girls and women in sports in the Sault Ste. Marie and surrounding EUP community to learn, listen, and network with members of the LSSU Athletic Department. This symposium will give attendees the chance to meet and interact with female role models. In addition, the event will act as a professional development opportunity for Lake Superior State coaches and administrative staff. 5.30 p.m. on September 7th, keynote speaker will be Chris Dunbar, the commissioner of the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, a former student-athlete coach and AD in Sault Ste. Marie. Following uh, Commissioner Dunbar's address, there will be different breakout sessions for guests to attend. Each session will feature a unique topic related to college athletics. And the sessions include the LSSU student athlete experience, along with mental skills session, understanding the collegiate recruiting compliance process, and college athletics from a coaching perspective. In addition to the keynote speaker and breakout sessions, LSSU's Women's Athletic Symposium will also announce the winner of the LSSU Women's Raffle. Raffle tickets are just $20 per, per per ticket, rather, and available by contacting women's basketball coach Brandon Locken at blocken, that's L-O-K-K-E-N, at lssu.edu. And since the creation of the Women's Walk in 2008, the raffle has raised over $400,000 to benefit each of the university's six NCAA Division II women's sports teams. For more information, just go to lssulakers.com. You can find all sorts of information on the new Women's Symposium coming at Two Lake State on September 7th. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back, we will transition to north of the border and talk to our good friend David McKay Jr. about all things going on in the north, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you and joining us now, co-host of the game on News Talk 1400 and host of the game sports show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, David McKegg Jr. Joining us once again on this Monday night. Uh, Kegger, how you doing, sir? Scotty, my friend, I am doing great. Summer is flying by, may I say. We're already in, in July. That's absolutely ludicrous, but I'm doing great, my friend. How are you doing tonight? Doing wonderful, Dave, and indeed, summer is flying by as we are almost to the all-star break in Major League Baseball. We'll talk more about the Detroit Tigers and MLB as a whole with Butch Davis coming up a bit later, but uh, Dave, a tough West Coast trip so far for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the Jays get swept in four games by the Seattle Mariners. Toronto 1-9 in in their last 10 games and now in a wild card tie with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Dave, good news for the Blue Jays. I guess if you're going to have a streak like this, have it be early or midseason. Don't have it be when you're chasing teams uh, in September. The bad news is it's been a rough uh, little stretch for the Toronto Blue Jays. Your thoughts? 
Oh, it, it has certainly been a rough stretch for the Jays. That's putting it lightly. You know, to lose nine of your last ten and basically 11 of your past 12, I think, yeah. if I stretch that out correctly, it's you've went from being in the wild card spot for, you know, quite a distance to now looking on the outside, looking in with Seattle, uh, grabbing on to you, Tampa Bay, and Boston's already ahead of you. You have the Yankees that are literally running away with the division right now, so they are got a lot of breathing room. They can go on a two-week absolute losing streak and still lead that division. So, you know, it's definitely the Yankees' division right now, and the Jays are on the outside looking in behind the Yankees, and it's not looking good for that wild card spot this current time. But, again, we're only 87 games in, okay? There is still 80-some games to go or just under 70 over. Sorry, quick math is not really coming quickly here. Uh, but you still have a good number of games to right the ship, but the concerning thing to me, Scotty, is that they're losing games on games they should win. Okay, that that's the thing. Oakland, uh, first off, Oakland ballpark and the fans there. What is going on? But that's just another conversation. Uh, absolutely brutal. Um, Billy Bean is, you know, it's not really working out there. So again, you got the Oakland Athletics that I think the Jays should have swept in that series. Seattle, very competitive team, Seattle. They got a lot of good pieces, but again, it's a series that I think Toronto should have won 75% of those games. Okay. Those are series that you have to win if not sweep. Now, Again, I'm going to the what-if factor here, but if they sweep Oakland and they win 75% against Seattle, we're not having this conversation right now. We're we're sitting here saying how much we still believe in the Jays, and they know it might be tough to catch the Yankees, but they're going to be a for-sure wild-card team. But what really showed against Oakland, even if you want to go back against Detroit, if you want to go back against Milwaukee, uh, when I was there, when they lost a couple games, it's been inconsistency. They've stranded runners, I believe, before they played on Sunday, was 64 runners out of the last nine games before that game yesterday. To strand that many runners, to be that inconsistent on hitting, is not going to bring forward success. Then, yes, you factor in a nice little ingredient called injuries. Then you factor another ingredient called absolute bullpen atrocity. Okay, that's Those are a couple factors that you bring in to your equation and then it's not going to be a recipe for success okay it's not going to be something that you're going to run away with you can maybe get away with a great start from your from your starting pitcher and the and the the bats are getting 10 runs for you but then your bullpen comes in and lets seven runs and you win a game 10-7 but you can't do that all season like the Jays have done it it's been really inconsistent on the hitting. It's been literally a disaster with injuries when it comes to pitching, but every team deals with it, okay? And that's where depth, if you're a true World Series contender like the Jays were, and I still see them to be because of their lineup, but a top-two favorite they were, as per a lot of media outlets, they're not. if you don't have the depth to bring you that success, you're not going to be a World Series champ because what has defeated the Jays in the past? Cleveland bullpen, Kansas City bullpen, that's what's been successful and the Jays have not been consistent in any way shape or form they've been really hot and cold they had a bad start got really hot where they won I believe it was 10 out of 11 now they've lost 9 out of 10 or 11 out of 12 it's just really inconsistent and the bats have to wake up because there's a lot of those points that are going on but lastly what I want to say and like I've said on a numerous occasion Charlie Montoyo okay now I bring him up because I've been pointing the finger at him for a lot of different points and how, you know, they can't get over the hump with him, but that, you know what, he may be a good fit for them because of his, you know, his attitude and kind of how he really has the high chemistry with the players. You know what? 
I had a very interesting post that I saw on Facebook, and it's going to be weird who I say it's from, but Jim Cappy had a post on Facebook. Everyone knows who that is with the NOJHL with hockey, and he brought up a very good point. It's a point that I've been saying, and a lot of Jays fans have been saying, Charlie does not have control of that clubhouse. If you look at that clubhouse, yes, everyone's happy, having a good time, having fun, love it. That's great. That's going to create good positive morale. You know, from an HR standpoint, we would love to see that in every workplace. Okay, but realistically, when it comes down to it, the Charlie Montoya is not holding them accountable for these type of act, uh, type of their actions of being not serious, and his moves as a manager with the bullpen going to the same arms, utilization of pitching, a lot of it's very questionable. I think that Joe Madden would actually be a good fit in Toronto because of his experience yes he had a very struggle start in Anaheim it wasn't good but again Anaheim's not a good team okay so the Jays are and I think a management change if things don't change before the all-star break that it's time to start looking at that despite how much Pyro loves Montoyo what's going on here Scott is inconsistency the Jays not living up the expectations and they got to write the sh- before he gets too far behind because this isn't like 2015 where you go into the all-star break 49 and 51 and then you win 38 out of your last 50 games to get into the playoffs it's really tough to do that they're still above 500 they're still in a good spot they could still right the ship or get the wings back straight and flying in order if you will but it's you know what it's got to happen fast because in the world of baseball especially in the al it's concerning and the baltimore orioles are three games behind you right now Wow. That is concerning. That is when you think of that. Baltimore's been hot. The AL is very tough. The other divisions are tough with player with a lot of teams being a very consistent in records. A lot of teams are looking the same, and you want to try to pull away like they were before. So they got to find that consistency, and maybe a new voice might have to be considered if they don't find it quickly. David McKeg Jr. joining us on the game. And, Dave, let's finish up with the National Hockey League. The draft was held this past weekend in Montreal. Good news for the country of Slovakia. Maybe not as good news for the prospective number one pick, Shane Wright. Other winners and losers we could debate about all day. But, Dave, real quick, your thoughts on the NHL draft, maybe from a Toronto Maple Leafs perspective and just overall some of the top picks And, of course, this week, NHL free agency begins, I believe, Wednesday at noon. So two topics, your thoughts. You know, this week and with the draft, it kind of gets rid of the sadness from what the playoffs bring with Toronto. But then it brings out the reason why Toronto fans were voted the most annoying fan base in hockey is because everyone's (laughs) going to Toronto. Uh, Then, obviously, even Edmonton fans are getting just as bad, even Montreal fans. So those are the three fan bases that are apparently getting Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Marc Messier this week. Okay, so... All these rumors that are going on, I'll start with Toronto. They did good at the draft. Dubas, yes, we haven't, didn't have a first round pick. And I say we, if you're a Toronto fan like myself, but you know what? Peter Morazic getting traded, that is a win. Okay. I am sorry. I've said since day one that signing wasn't a good fit. The salary was too much and it wasn't going to work out. And it didn't. And I hate to say I told you so, but guess what? I told you so. Uh, I, I think Morazic movement was a smart move. You only moved down about 13 or so picks. That's pretty. That's a good good move down to get rid of that atrocity of a contract, which is four million dollars for a goalie who is not even worth a million, in my honest opinion, despite his experience. But now poses the real question of what Stubas going to do in net. I think bold prediction, and anything can happen now. Right now, as we're recording, Scotty, someone could be getting signed right now as we're talking. 
but Jack Campbell to Edmonton seems like to be a good fit. I, I feel like Toronto is really going to be getting Matt Murray, and there's going to be a third team involved to eat up salary, but that's not going to win you a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. I know what Murray has done, but they still need another goalie. And apparently Gibson doesn't want to go to Toronto, so who are you going to go after? Mackenzie Blackwood? Or are you going to go after uh, Ilya Samsonov from Washington? What are you going to do? Right? I don't know what Dubas is planning. I don't even want to predict because I can go in a thousand different ways, and then I sound like every typical Leaf fan that everyone's going to Toronto. All i got to say about Toronto, Toronto is moving Morazic's contract was a bright spot. It's going to be interesting this free and see what they're going to do. They have a lot of more cap space than what they figured. Some players are going to be moving out, maybe like a Hall or a Kerfoot, and they're going to bring in guys that are looking for that second chance, like a Max Domi. I think that's where Dubas have to crunch his way around the cap, but they still have some questions that have to be answered. Maybe another top six forward, another good defenseman, and a goalie. And uh, that's a lot to ask to do. It's not easy. Don't, don't those three just don't grow on trees. Now. Speaking of the draft, and I'll say quickly, a lot of success, Montreal. I love that first overall pick. Slavovsky's a good pick. He's been playing with men. He's a big winger. He can play center. Shane Wright was not happy. Uh, Shane Wright gave Montreal a table to stare down. Listen, I love the competitiveness. I love the chip on your shoulder. I get it. But Kent Hughes' response was good today where he said, Yuri is confident, but he doesn't show a negative attitude. Now, if that isn't another jab at Shane Wright, I don't know what it is, but I think Montreal made the right pick. And I love that Shane's going to Seattle. Seattle's a new team. He can create the record book for that franchise. I He's a generational talent. This guy was a special exemption player in the Ontario Hockey League, and obviously, you know, I think he's going to be a great NHL player, but if he doesn't fix that attitude... He's going to get put into shape quite quickly because it's not like he's going to a locker room like Tampa Bay or somebody like Isaac Howard, who did go 31st overall, who said he was the best-looking player in the draft, which is absolutely hilarious for somebody to say. But you know that that, uh, that confidence is not going to work when you go into a locker room owned by Stamkos and Kucherov. So my only concern with Wright is that he's going to go to a Seattle locker room with some veteran leadership there, but he's going to be the face of that franchise right away and quickly. So I don't know if that maturity is going to change unless the coaching staff or Francis really step in to try to mold them to be. But maybe this is just a show for him. Hopefully he comes out and is the player that we all hope he's going to be. I'm pulling for Shane Wright. I've been a fan, but I think Montreal made the right pick. All the moves on the draft, we can sit here all day and go forward with it more, but it was a very entertaining draft. To prank it going to Ottawa. Wow, look out for Ottawa. Let me tell you, that team's going to be good. Montreal had a very good draft. I think they had one of the best drafts. New Jersey getting Simon Nemich. Big fan of that defenseman. New Jersey's going to be good soon. Again, very exciting draft overall. Rumors that I'm hearing is Patrick Kane's going to come out of Chicago. Where is he going to go? I'm hearing Colorado and Edmonton are the favorites. Imagine him going to Colorado. Wouldn't that be absolutely ludicrous? Uh, wouldn't that be something to see? But a free agency this week, it's going to be wild. Uh, a lot of things can happen. A lot of trades will happen. A lot of players are going to change locations and jerseys. And some may not go where people think they're going to go or even go at all. But it's certainly going to provide a lot of entertainment this week. And it's, uh, like I said, you know, most annoying fan base in hockey is Toronto, maybe Edmonton, maybe Montreal, but obviously voted Toronto. So that's what puts away the sadness from the season that was to look forward to what can be but there's a lot of teams looking for the same resources, and I think this might be one of the worst goaltending markets 
that I've seen in a long time. Not saying Campbell and Kemper are bad goalies, but there's no Dominic Hasek's Martin Broders out there anymore. Vasilevsky is not available for trade. Carey Price, you know, if you want to take on his contract, he's probably not ever going to play again, seriously. So a lot of the goalies are all kind of neutral, right? And I think it's been a, a, not as exciting of a goaltending market, and a lot of teams are going to have to take gambles onto what they predict. But watch out for those lengthy contracts that might hurt teams in the future. I think you're going to see a lot of that this summer. Dave, we could do a whole show on NHL free agency, the draft, and more. However, you already do shows covering those <laughs> topics and more. Before we let you go, what's ahead for you and your crew at the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario? Well, we do plan to do a top-shelf show. We're still debating, not debating, rather, just trying to work out schedules about what can work. We will have a free agency type show going on, as we always do. We did plan a draft uh, reaction show at upcoming free agency, but the, that show that comes out might just be me doing that show, so we do predict two upcoming shows within the next about 10 to 14 days. We will have a Strike Zone edition within the next 10 days as well, uh, and we will have a special edition upload, but it won't be until next week, so I'll tease that uh, on our next upcoming edition or on our social media it's still a little too early to tease who it's going to be uh for that so we have a couple shows still upcoming uh in terms of top shelf and strike zone so make sure you keep an eye on those uh respective uploads and check out the tgem network platform on youtube there's some great podcasts on there outside of the game sports show uh where you can also check out the game sports show on the game sports show.com and scott will plug in the rest after uh there's a lot of locations where you can tune into uh to all of our content on tgem and the game sports show and it's always electrifying and always free of charge. David McKay Jr. <laughs> joining us on the game. Kegger, have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you talk to you rather next Monday night for our next edition of the game, sir. Sounds good, Scotty. Everyone stay safe. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We will continue the sports conversation with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. You can catch podcasts of The Game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 649 on The Game, News Talk 1400. And joining us now and for the rest of our show tonight, co-host of The Game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Brand new edition of Butch on Sports from last night, which you can find on Butch's website. Just go to Simply Butch 2. That's too.potomatic.com. You can always find Butch on Sports on Facebook. Just look up Butch on Sports or on our podcast site, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on in the Metro Detroit sports region and the sports world in general. Butch, hope you had a great 4th july we were off last week to celebrate the holiday it's been a couple weeks how you doing sir i'm doing fine scott and yourself there i'm doing pretty good butch here as uh, we approach uh, mid-july and of course uh, the sports world never stops as we have uh, two weeks of sports information uh, that you can't get enough of to uh, coin a phrase from you butch and uh, well apparently the detroit tigers couldn't get enough of winning streaks. They did get a pretty good one since we last talked, Butch. Uh, winners of six in a row uh, going in to this weekend series against the Chicago White Sox, including a four-game sweep at home over Cleveland. The Tigers would win the first game in Chicago, but drop the next two, falling 8 nothing on Saturday. 4-2 to two on Sunday, and uh, just earlier today, they had a day-night doubleheader, the day portion against the Kansas City Royals. 
Royals uh, offense uh, very silent again as the Tigers fall to the Royals 3-1. to one. So the Tigers are now on a three-game losing streak going into the night game tonight at Kansas City starting at 8-10. The Tigers currently 36-50, and 50, 11 games out of first place in the AL Central. So Butch, uh, I have a few uh, other thoughts on the Tigers, but I just wanted to set the stage for what has transpired over the past week or so. What are your thoughts on our beloved kitties we love to call the Tigers? They stink. <laughs> they stink to high heaven. And to watch professional men play ball and do the things they do and don't take responsibility for it. And I'm just quoting a um, <clears throat> a word from uh, Alavilla from last Wednesday there. Uh, the front office got to be accountable. The players got to be accountable. Coaching staff got to be accountable. And it all starts with me. But he's not doing a very good job of being accountable here because he's watching things, <clears throat> excuse me, on the field that is just totally ridiculous. The Randy Grossman uh, non-catch yesterday, and how he showed himself after the game on post game, uh, his answer was a uh, was pathetic. Okay, to say the least. Javier Baez today again don't know how to throw a ball to first base. How many times he's been in the league? Who knows? But that can't that can't keep going on there. The manager is responsible for it, and he has to do something about it quick, fast, and hurry, or this. This season for the Tigers is going to go down the toilet. Again, I will repeat, you have to put your best people in the lineup in order to give yourself a chance to win. The Tigers are not doing that. You mentioned Robbie Grossman. Uh, he committed an error in yesterday's game. It's been over 440 games since the Tigers outfielder uh, has gone without an error. Now, Butch, uh, what did uh, exactly what did Grossman do uh, after the game? I didn't see it. Can you uh, educate myself and our listeners on uh, how he reacted to that? Well, he was very uneducated when he gave his answer. Well, it was a drop, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, I'm responsible. And, well, it, it wouldn't happen in a million years. Uh, but it happened. I'll move on. Who wants to hear that crap? No one. No one at all, okay? Responsibility. Hey, I dropped the ball. I should have caught it. That is it. And it's short and sweet. It won't happen. Hopefully, it won't never happen again. You know, it, it, it's just pathetic. Javier Baez, did you talk to him about his errors and whatnot? How can he uh, improve himself throwing the ball from shortstop to first base, which in the majority of time this year, he has not done that, okay? You know, it, it's just pathetic. Today, he caused an error that basically uh, maybe kept him in the game, but again, Throwing the ball, outlandish, and, you know, his turn is twofold because if you hurt another player, and in this case Torkelson was on his behind uh, and still didn't get the ball, I mean, what do you do about that there? Again, that is the manager's responsibility to approach that and take care of it. If he has to sit on a bench a week, let him rot, okay? And if he don't like that, let him rock some more because his salary is paid for. But why put someone on the field that is not giving you 110%? There's no way. If you want players to, uh, to go out and pimp your team, then there's a whole lot of people who just want the money. 
But if you want to win, you got to go with the plan that you started off with, and that's those young players who are aching to get up here and show their wares. It may not start off to be, you know, very good. And I'm, and I'm mentioning Cody Clemens as an example. Right. As time goes on and you get that feverish pitch of people who's behind you, such as his father, okay, who enjoy winning more than losing, okay, he's going to get better. And his enthusiasm in the game is untouched there. The same with um, the catchers and whatnot there. You know, you're flopping them around and whatnot. Sooner or later, you're going to have to get to a catcher that you can trust and bring you some tools in order for offense to help you win. Tigers, again, it's not good. Eric, Eric is doing pretty doggone good when he gets the opportunity to play. But that's just... You know, that's garbage, okay, the way the lineup is set up there. The outfield, that is not the proper outfield for the Tigers, nor the infield, okay? You can't flip-flop people around and expect to win a game. you got to have some organization in your doggone prowess in order to uh, have a happy-go-lucky team and that they can trust one another, find out what's going wrong, help one another out, and in order to build a winning concept. They don't have it. In some other Detroit Tigers news, Butch, and I think that was very well said, by the way, it uh, looks like Austin Meadows, uh, he will not be back with the team until at least after the All-Star break. Uh, he was starting a stint of rehab in Toledo, and uh, A.J. Hinch today quoted us saying Meadows is not playing. I think we're going to have to stop his rehab and start o- over. So, uh, you know, he's been a player out of the lineup as well. Uh, the latest transaction came Sunday. The Tigers optioned right-handed starter Garrett Hill to Triple A Toledo. Right-handed reliever Drew Carlton was called up from the Mud Hens to replace him. Uh, again, you know, uh, the more mixing and matching, trying to find that right combination. But, Butch, I think you nailed it on the head. Uh, you know, the combination and kind of this patchwork offense that they're trying certainly isn't working. But that's where, again, Alavilla got to get his mind right and say, you know what, what's on the field is not working. You know, either we bring some of those kids up from Toledo, or maybe Aerie, for that example, who's doing very well to give them the opportunity. And so we can at least play a decent ball game. I can see the hitting, okay, because that takes time and effort to get used to Major League pitching. But the defense, per se, that's a doggone joke. Yeah. That's a joke to high heaven. Little leaguers are watching the TV, and they're saying, don't be like the Tigers. Because they don't care, okay? And that's exactly the attitude of many people in this state of Michigan is feeling right now about the Detroit Tigers. They don't care. Butch Davis, a very passionate Butch Davis, giving us his take on the Tigers. And Butch, I think you speak for a lot of fans listening tonight and fans in the area on your assessment on the Detroit Tigers. We're going to take a quick two-minute break for the top of the hour, but there's plenty of more baseball to talk about starting hour two. We'll talk about the All-Star games and the teams selected, as well as look around at Major League Baseball and much more. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game News Talk 1400. 
MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Reed Metals in Tafter is your honest metal recycling business. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals buys heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims and motors, copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, sheet iron, and many more types of metals. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for scrap vehicles, and they also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get to the second half of the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sioux St. Marie. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined in hour two by our co-host and of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's continue with Major League Baseball. Uh, two Detroit Tigers are on the All-Star team. Uh, the full 2022 MLB All-Star teams have been unveiled. Uh, the 92nd Midsummer Classic takes place next Tuesday, July 19th at Dodger Stadium. Uh, legends of the game, Miguel Cabrera from the Tigers, making his 12th All-Star selection along with uh, pitcher, Gregory Soto making his second straight uh, appearance as a pitcher for the American League. Looking at the starters, Butch, before we get your comments on just uh, some of the Tigers in it and the uh, players that were voted in uh, for the starters in the American League, Alejandro Kirk from the Blue Jays at catcher, his first all-star selection, Vlad Guerrero Jr. at first place for the Toronto Blue Jays, his second all-star game at second base, Jose Altuve, his eighth from Houston, third base, Raphael Devers from Boston, his second all-star game appearance at shortstop, Tim Anderson from the White Sox, his second, Mike Trout in the outfield from the Angels, his 10th, Aaron Judge from the Yankees, his fourth, hard to believe it's its only fourth, Giancarlo Stanton from the Yankees, also an outfield, his fifth all-star appearance, and Shoine Otani from the Angels at DH, he is 
in the all-star game for the second time. And he's also in for a pitcher for the national league. Wilson Contreras from the Cubs, his third all-star selection, Paul Goldschmidt at first from the Cardinals, his seventh jazz Chisholm jr. From the Marlins at second base, his first Manny Machado for the Padres at third base, his sixth Trey Turner from the Dodgers shortstop, his second all-star appearance, Ronald Acuna jr. From the Braves and outfield, his third Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, his sixth, and Jock Peterson from the Giants, his second, while Bryce Harper at DH for the Phillies, his seventh. Also, many other pitchers and reserves that will be announced. Butch, uh, all-star team, two Tigers, your thoughts? Oh, boy. <clears throat> I, you know, I, it's nice for Soto to get picked, but I don't think he should be there. No. I, I'm just saying, you know. How many heart attacks he's coughing in the state of Michigan and during the ninth inning? I have no idea. <laughs> many. But I know it's plenty. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Miguel Cabrera thing was a good one. I, I felt if they, the commissioner didn't get him, that he would have probably been picked anyway. You know, right now he is the best Tiger on the team, plain and simple, without the invitation there. But it's good that he got it. <clears throat> Very happy for it. We got to talk about Willie Horton as the honorary yes. captain on yes. the team. He will also be there, which is very well deserving, and as well as a lot of things he's done in the city of Detroit, especially at Northwestern High School. Um, it, 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 you can't dust it off. When I see Willie again, I'm going to see about him doing some things in Down River, <clears throat> and he's very compliant when I have a conversation with him, which will happen before the summer's out. I'm Butch on sports there. Looking forward to that, Butch. And uh, as we have a week left heading in to, to the All-Star break, we are already uh, past the halfway point in the season. So let's look at the pennant races and uh, the wild card chase, if you will, in the AL East. Uh, no surprise, the New York Yankees still atop 61-25. and 25. But boy, things have really bunched up uh, between two through five in the AL East. Right now, the Red Sox are in second, uh, one and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay, two and a half games ahead of Toronto and Baltimore. Only two games behind the Toronto Blue Jays for that uh, third wild card. The Blue Jays uh, slumping, as we heard with David McKegg. Orioles have won eight straight. In the AL Central, the Twins continue to lead Cleveland by four and a half. The Chicago White Sox by five games. Houston uh, still having an easy time of it in the AL West, uh, 56 and 29, leading a charging Seattle by 12 games. Seattle with that sweep over Toronto now in one of those wild card slots. In the National League, NL East, the New York Mets still in first, but here come the Atlanta Braves. Uh, really no surprise. Just a game and a half back of the Mets. The Phillies seven out. NL Central, a two team race. Milwaukee with a two and a half game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals and the LA Dodgers have really uh, extended their lead in the NL West winners of seven straight. They now lead the Padres by eight games uh, Padres three and seven in their last 10 games and the Giants 12 and a half. The Giants also losers of seven of 10 games. So Butch, uh, we're getting towards the all-star break uh, looking around major league baseball. What are some of your thoughts outside of uh, what we've talked about already with the Tigers. 
no thoughts at all here. We're seeing what we we're getting what we're seeing. Uh, it's getting a little bit more uh, crucial in the American League Central where the Tigers are right now there because Chicago, Cleveland, and also Minnesota, uh, they only got five games in back of those three teams there in order for them. I believe they're going to be doing a lot of fighting there. Uh, Chicago is uh, six and four this week in the last ten games, I should say, for that there, and they're going to be surging up. They're, they're not a bad team at all. A lot of people pick Chicago in the first place, but again, I will see them and give you ten. Okay, <laughs> Minnesota um, again, they were five and five this week. Cleveland is going downhill. I don't know why, but they're going to get better as soon as <clears throat> the All Star break is over. I do believe in that. Houston is flying high. Seattle is getting a lot better there in in the West Division, but they're not going to catch Cleveland, and also. Um, you 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 got some teams that competitively can get better throughout the season, but again, wait and see. Now the, the Braves and the Mets, uh, they do play tonight. There, yep. uh, that's going to be a pretty wacky little game indeed. Uh, the winner of that particular series is going to take control of that particular division. There, Philadelphia is getting a lot better there, and they should be looked at. And also the Miami Marlins, they're doing a lot of winning with their young class of kids and whatnot. Not a whole lot of veterans on that team at all. A lot of kids, and they're doing pretty doggone well. Hit, hit the Detroit Tigers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, Milwaukee is um, is standing away from St. Louis per se. There, St. Louis is having a heck of a time. They lost three of ten in their last ten games. There, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, what can you say? Going down to the Dodgers, they're just moving out there. If San Diego and San Francisco. Um, don't get hot. They're going to lose ground. I look at Colorado in the second half to be the team that right now is going to surge and, and kind of pass those particular teams I just mentioned. Yeah, good thoughts there, Butch. Uh, kind of my thoughts on some of these. Obviously, the Yankees could almost go on a two-week losing streak and still uh, finish first in the AL East, but I'm very intrigued by how the bottom of the division seems to have moved up. The Baltimore Orioles, just two games out of a wild-card spot. Now, granted, they've played the Angels and the Rangers in this win streak, but hey, you got to win the games that are on the schedule. And uh, Baltimore, certainly, if you looked at their roster at the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody had them within a nose sniff of any sort of playoff race. It could be just a, a little schedule anomaly, but hey, Orioles are right in there. Uh, the Blue Jays are certainly struggling. Uh, Dave McKegg uh, gave a better account than I could as far as uh, how they've been doing. But again, it's it's a tough division. You saw Boston; they were you know in May uh, quite a bit below five hundred. I think at one point they had a worse record than the Tigers, and they did pretty well against the Yankees, uh, winning at two of four. Yankees are the class of the American League, along with Houston. I, I just don't see any other team potentially knocking off those two teams but again with the added playoffs and the wild card crazier things could happen uh looking at some of the other uh teams and uh races butch you mentioned the mets taking on the 
Atlanta Braves this week. Uh, Max Scherzer returned to the uh, rotation. Uh, very successful for the Mets. He allowed just two hits uh, over six scoreless innings with 11 strikeouts. So having Scherzer back on that roster, uh, actively playing certainly uh, bodes well, as well as just this Atlanta Braves team. Uh, we, you know, we've, we've seen this before. We've seen this team come back from uh, way back, including last year when they were nowhere in the playoff conversation. Come this time last year and all they did was win the World Series so a final thought as far as maybe a team that's kind of lying in the weeds that could have a potential run like the Seattle Mariners I just you know I still think that San Francisco team is is a lot better than their 43 and 41 record I think that they're going to get it going and probably snag up one of those wild card spots so I guess that would be the team I think that could possibly do it but it's pretty pretty rare in Major League Baseball to be down that many games and come back the Braves uh, set the standard and certainly uh, lots more ahead on that Butch and a Final thoughts, uh, you know, when we meet next week, Butch, uh, the All-Star game will be, we'll have some home run contests and everything. I think I've asked you this before. Will you watch the All-Star game? No. <laughs> uh, I'll watch the, I'll probably watch the home run derby, but the length of time it'll be on TV and <clears throat> flop over from Monday Night Raw to that, you know, that's Plain and simple. I'm not going to lie to people here, okay? Uh, <clears throat> All-Star games don't get it to me anymore there. Uh, baseball, I think, the most intriguing one of them all there because, again, um, they, they they put some emphasis on winning the game there besides just screwing it up there. And the NBA, they do their thing. National Hockey League, non-existent. National Football League, non-existent. Um, the two teams I'm, I'm really looking at is Baltimore and Seattle. <clears throat> those teams, yep. if they stay hot, and again, those are teams with not a lot of veterans, a lot of young kids on their team there who is growing up together and whatnot there. Watch them and watch how they spin there. Uh, and with the addition of Carlos Santana on Seattle, who, by the way, for the last three games and hit home runs, uh, that team is going to get a lot better, a lot better indeed there. So, you know, kind of watch yourself. Atlanta, again, this series that they're going to have starting today, that's going to tell some telltale signs for the Mets as well as Atlanta. In uh, the winner of this particular series, uh, they're going to kind of float a, a, a minute for all-star break. But, again, we got a long way to go and a lot of games to see there. Miami, don't put them out of the boat either, okay, in the National League. They're going to hurt somebody's feelings and hurt it very, very bad there. Another team that doesn't have a lot of veterans, got a lot of young players, and they are good. A contra, uh, the pitcher on that team, whoa. It, come on now. It's a lot to be excited about because, again, in this particular outside game, if I did have to watch it, it's all the new young talent that's going to be playing. Certainly indeed. Butch, we're going to take a break. We come back. We will move on to the NBA and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, more moves or confirmation of moves were announced over the past uh, 24 hours and a summer league ball going on for the Pistons, and they're doing pretty darn well in those contests. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. 
I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to SuitTribeHealth.com. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start? Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 716 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show, you can find it just a little bit after we get off the air. Around 8.15 on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch, let's move on to the NBA and the Detroit Pistons. We talked about the Pistons draft and uh, some of the moves that were made. And uh, one of those moves which was made uh, was uh, became official. On Monday, the Detroit Pistons' most recent offseason trade with the New York Knicks became official. Uh, the deal slightly changed from initially agreed terms. The Pistons have acquired Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel, their own 2023 second-round pick, a 2026 second-round pick from either the Knicks or Minnesota Timberwolves, and cash in exchange for the draft rights to Serbian point guard Nikola Radovic and a protected second-round pick in 2025. They did change a couple of the picks uh, from different teams in that deal, but uh, now the Pistons do add a couple of veteran players. They did add Kemba Walker in that trade or for the draft pick getting uh, Duran, but uh, Walker now is uh, able to, he won't be playing for the Pistons. He's able to choose the team of his picking. Uh, so, Butch, uh, just your comments on that deal uh, before we look at uh, the summer league roster uh, certainly lots of young players on that but uh is that a, a big thing obviously not a couple big names but potentially veterans that can help these young kids no uh, they, they were on the knicks 
Come on, think about it. Exactly. He's never on the next. But again, there could be some kind of energy or uh, a promise for the young kids <clears throat> if they do mesh in and mesh in right, okay? You can only take for so many players on your bench. And Detroit got a lot of decisions. That's three-fourths of the team from last year is in the summer league and whatnot. If anything has an advantage for the Detroit Pistons is those three-fourths of those players are getting to know one another a lot quicker when they were in maybe or will be in uh, training camp upcoming in September or late uh, late August there. So if, if there's an advantage for the Pistons at that point in time, that's the only one. I'm enjoying the young kids' work. Ivy right now, he probably will not be playing. They're going to take caution with his spring knee yep. or spring leg or ankle. Whatever sprung on him, he says he's okay. Pistons are not going to take a bunch of steps on that there. But, again, these kids are still learning. Uh, the Pistons are expected to be in the championship game in that Las Vegas league. We'll see how they fare on out. And if they do, and see if they, how much of that is going to carry over to the regular season. And that's the key right there, Butch. It's nice to see you know NBA basketball in July, and certainly the summer league has grown over the past couple of years. But like you said, when you have a team with so many players that haven't played more than two years in the NBA, I mean, you just look at this roster. You have Jalen Duran, uh, the latest draft pick, Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Livers, who has done well in his game so far, Jaden Ivey, who they just uh, drafted, Isaiah Stewart, Saban Lee, Sadiq Bay. You got Buddy Bayheim, Jimmy Bayheim, not the coach, but uh, the player. You know, you got many of these guys that are going to play key minutes. I think it's a good thing that these guys get a little extra practice. But again, it's not how you look in July in Las Vegas. It's how you look starting in November at Little Caesars Arena to try to, you know, get some butts in the seat and get the, this this franchise back on track. Uh, you look at there's feel like there's pieces that are being developed. They're going to have a lot of cap room again next year, apparently, uh, for maybe a big signing. But is it enough for Piston fans, or, or do they need and deserve more than what they've gotten over the past really twelve plus years? A coach making sensible decisions on how to run the team. Yeah. Someone's not going around here saying we need to be a three-point team in order to be competitive in the NBA. You do not have to be a three-point team. You have to be a team that scores more than the other team, and that gives you a W. Nothing more and nothing less. If you're lucky enough to have some people on your team, which I have not seen one player in the NBA yet shoot over 50% in a season uh, shooting a three-point shot, you know, that is a low percentage shot versus the pull-up jump shots and some of the other things, a layup, okay, <clears throat> that needs to be done. We haven't talked about Magruder yet, okay, who basically the Pistons did uh, take a whiff and did sign him extensively for a couple of years or so there. Yep. Uh, he's going to be a huge help, okay, because he's young again, very young, uh, been on a team where basically he was going to get no ground versus an up-and-coming team and enthusiastic team, I might say, for the Pistons right now of young players who basically think they can take on the world. And you need that kind of attitude if you're going to play in the NBA. But any dog on day, you can lose a game, and every dog on day, if you try hard enough, you can win a game there. So 
Again, you know, this is summer league play. It will be very good if the Pistons can win a championship because, again, that can carry over for your regular season play. And some of the stuff that's going on during the regular season, the Pistons are going to have to be ready, set, and go when it comes down to uh, playing NBA ball with some of the stars and the people who, uh, you know, really um, get this league uh, its name there. But uh, one other Pistons re-signing, uh, forward center Marvin Bagley the third, a three-year re-signed contract, $37.5 million. Uh, Bagley averaged almost 15 points and almost seven rebounds uh, throughout uh, the 18 games that he played with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, your thoughts on that move? Uh, you know, Marvin Bagley uh, came over and uh, did okay. Uh, do, do you like that signing, or re-signing, I should say? Yeah, Bagley and Magrita, those two. Yep. are going to help the team tremendously in the forward spot there. Now, how they use them is another situation that, again, we're going to have to wait on and see, okay, because everything ain't in scroll when it comes down to summer league than when it comes down to professional league. A lot of those players are going to go to the G League or maybe go overseas to play, and the Pistons will still have their contract in order. But, again, however they do it right now, we're going to see a very, very young team on the floor. Hopefully, again, they're enthusiastic and can, you know, their their, their ego will take them uh, higher than basically everybody's giving them credit for. Butch, uh, NBA free agency has been underway now for a couple of weeks. Uh, really the biggest uh, named move so far. Uh, Rudy Gobert goes to Minnesota uh, with the trade with Utah, where a bunch of draft picks were involved with that one. Uh, over the weekend, Damian Lillard, he signed a two-year max extension with Portland. We saw Zion Williamson uh, also sign a big contract. Uh, it looks like uh, Mr. Harden is going to be taking a pay cut and staying in Philadelphia. But, of course, the big question is, where does Kevin Durant go? Uh, does he stay in Brooklyn? Does he go to Miami? Does he go back to Golden State? Lots of answers. Lots of questions, I should say, Butch, and uh, not a lot of answers as far as any NBA free agency. A lot of re-signings, but uh, just a couple big moves so far. Don't be surprised that Durant goes nowhere, okay? Number one, someone's going to have to take over his contract. Yep. That's a very high contract. Ain't going to happen, okay, unless you give up half the farm and then some. What team has the ability to give up half the farm? Not one who's going to be in the playoffs this upcoming season. They're not going to give that up. Not right away. If there is a Durant trade, Expected to be after Christmas, okay, or maybe during Christmas, okay, where a team can say, okay, we can get rid of this person, we can uh, get along without this particular individual there to get the red, and yes, we can get a third team involved to take on some of the money woes that we're going to have, and there it is. So I don't look at that as major. I think it's good for maybe TV who all want to listen to the garbage. I don't. But, again, the common sense rules away again. That's a huge contract to take on. And for Durant to go somewhere else, and he's getting older. He's not getting younger, okay? Uh, that's a lot 
to take on for somebody who demands to move when he should have demanded that long time ago. Butch, uh, before we go to our bottom of the hour break, uh, the WNBA All-Star Game was played in Chicago yesterday. A high-scoring affair as Team Wilson knocks off Team Stewart 134-112. to uh, Sylvia Foles and Sue Bird uh, were named to their 8th and 13th All-Star Games, uh, respectively bowed out in their final showing of the event in style with co-captains Aja Wilson and Brianna Stewart presenting them flowers at midcourt during the game. Uh, there were breakaway dunks and also a tribute to Brittany Griner, obviously not in attendance as she is uh, still being held in Russia. She pleaded guilty to possession of an illegal substance, and that whole situation is still a long ways from being resolved. Uh, Butch, the WNBA All-Star Game, lots of points for the ladies yesterday. And I enjoyed it, too. That was the most enjoyable All-Star game I've watched in a very long time there. And it started with class. I mean, the things that they were doing in the All-Star game, the, these young ladies do it seem like every single game, yeah. okay? And when I say every single game, they shake hands after the game. They do the sporting things that, that keeps people together there. Because, again, when it's... You know, for some people, it's a living. For other people, it's just a game. And um, they keep everything in perspective there. So uh, I tip off my hat for the All-Star game and how it was done. Uh, the salute the grinder. I don't know how much that's going to uh, that's gonna pair in when people uh, want to get this girl home. It's going to be a while. So we'll, again, wait and see for someone who pleaded guilty on doing something that really and truly you would figure going over in another country who would have the guts to take ass sheet and whatever mm. may be in your suitcase. I don't know. It's not me, and it's definitely not you, buddy, who'll do some dumb crap like that there. So, you know, I feel bad for the young lady because she's in the position she's in. But, again, uh, a lesson to be learned to all you kids out there, do the right thing. Don't do the wrong thing. Your name will get you nothing but trouble if you put yourself there. Well said, Butch. We're going to take a our bottom of the hour break when butch and i come back we have a whole bunch of detroit red wings news to talk about and new head coaches new assistant coaches and new players traded players and much more all coming up on the twin sues only local regional and national sports show the game news talk 1400 this is the story of a very special woman in a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. 
a public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Taking a look at your News Talk 1400 weather forecast. For this afternoon, cloudy with a chance of a pop-up shower, thunder shower continuing. Matter of fact, that will continue into tonight with a chance of showers and maybe a thunder shower. Low of 57 or 15. Tuesday will start out cloudy, should be dry for a bit, and then chance of showers returns high of 68 or 20. Wednesday, finally, back to sunshine, low 70s or 22. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 7.30 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the National Hockey League and the Detroit Red Wings. Certainly over the past two weeks, a ton of news out of that organization. Now let's start, Butch, with the newest head coach of the Detroit Red Wings as Steve Eiserman, general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, uh, selected Derek Lalonde to lead the Red Wings on their next step in their rebuild. The franchise announced uh, a week or so ago uh, this promoting a newcomer to the NHL uh, head coaching ranks is one Eiserman has done twice before. Lalone 49 uh, replaces Jeff Blaschel, who has let go on April 30th. Uh, again, uh, winning uh, multiple Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Wings also announcing that they did pick up a couple assistant coaches to the staff. Uh, Bob Bugner, I believe former Sue Greyhound, and Alex Westerland. They were named assistant coach for Derek Lalone's staff. Butch, your thoughts on the Detroit Red Wings and their new head coach? from a familiar area for Steve Eiserman at Tampa. Well, I liked, I liked the deal. The first thing that came out of the coach's mouth, brand new coach, defense. Yes. Okay, that was music to my ear because the majority of the Red Wings problems last year was on defense. Uh, and that includes the forwards as well as the defensemen, okay? Not playing good defense. I did not think that the, the um, Red Wings had a problem with goaltending there. I think that they had a problem in helping the goaltender. And if they can get that particular uh, deal across during the regular season, that will be music to my ears. Now, as far as scoring and whatnot concerned, that is another headache that needs to be dealt with. There's special teams, uh, killing penalties, as well as 
going on the power plane. That needs to be greatly improved as well. There's at the bottom of the barrel and that in the league. Uh, I'm quite sure that's going to hopefully be addressed. Uh, real pricey settling, uh, that improving hopefully by the coaching staff, the new coaching staff they got now and the emphasis on that. I am still looking at some players that are going to be moved around and some players that you're not going to see anymore for the Detroit Red Wings. And Wednesday is the trying day for that because that's yep. when free agency starts and a lot of trade moves are going to be made before that particular point in time. So do not be surprised if the Red Wings don't go out there and make some big deals when it comes down to players that you may thought will be here this year that will not be with the Red Wings at all this year. Before the NHL draft, which you'll get to in a moment, Butch, there was a trade. Uh, the Red Wings picking up a goaltender, Ville Husso, from the St. Louis Blues, uh, using a third-round pick as they tried to preempt the free agent market and get better in net. And Dave McKegg was talking about the free agent goaltending market, maybe not as plush uh, for the picking, rather, uh, as it was in past years. Uh, certainly, Butch, you, you knew the Wings needed to make a move for a goaltender and they got one with uh, Mr. Husso. Any any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, giving up a third round pick, but hopefully in their case, uh, picking up a good goaltender. There's goaltenders out there, okay? I don't mean no harm to Dave and his intelligence and hockey there. But again, this has been a season where we have not seen teams play proper defense. That was Toronto's biggest downfall. They did not play defense at all. Period, okay? Yeah. They came out the box hot as a firecracker, and they spittled like there's water being thrown on the dog on thing here. And they were no good, no longer. Soon somebody caught up with their act, and this was Tampa Bay. They took care of them very simply, very quick, very methodically, okay? I don't think it's a goaltending situation in the National Hockey League there. I think it's a big problem in, in players coming out there playing good old-fashioned defense. And that's something that really has to improve there. I think fans love to see scoring, and so do I. So do you, okay? But I also like to see great saves being made. I like to see defensemen going out there making good hard checks. I like to see good forwards going out there, checking their man and doing what they're supposed to do in order to keep things well. And, again, we don't see that too much anymore. There's a lot of emphasis on scoring. And the better teams right now know that if you don't play defense, you're not going to be there in the playoffs too doggone long. Butch, the NHL draft uh, took place over the weekend in Montreal. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman was there uh, receiving all sorts of uh, love from the Montreal faithful. You had two Slovakians taken number one and number two. Uh, Jurav Slavkowski goes to Montreal and Simon Nemec goes to New Jersey. The Wings with their eighth pick, or their first round pick, number eight, uh, pick a center out of Sweden, Marco Kasper, who played for for Rogel 
in Sweden, 6'1", 187. At the 40th pick, uh, the Red Wings pick Dylan James, a left winger from Sioux City out of the USHL. With their 52nd pick, the Red Wings pick a left winger out of Russia, Dmitry Bushlikov. They also picked up a defenseman out of Sweden, Anton Johansson at 105. Amadeus, love that first name, Lombardi, center from the Flint Firebirds of the Ontario Hockey League at 113. Maximilian Kilpinen, left winger out of Sweden at 129. Tanaeus Mathurin uh, out of North Bay in the Ontario Hockey League on defense at 137. A couple others, Owen Mellenbacher, center out of Muskegon, 201. And finally, Brendan Ali out of Avon Old Farms High School in Connecticut was picked at 212. Butch, it'll be years until we really see if any of these draft picks pan out. Obviously, a little different in the NHL compared to maybe NBA or NFL where players come in immediately. Uh, Steve Eiserman's draft, uh, any comments or much like uh, we usually say, wait and see. This conversation going somewhere here. <laughs> I, I was going into the circle, trying to close it. Oh, you were very positive on it. You hit the bell on mail and the stuff there, okay? A lot of these players you're not going to see, okay? They're going to go over to their countries playing still. There are a lot of them are going to go to college and play, okay? The NHL picking kids 18 and 19 years old. When has the last last time I've seen somebody that young come on a uh, NHL roster with some good players there, okay? Yeah. Steve Eisman is one of those particularly there. Uh, Matthews is another one in particular there. Uh, it's not too many get involved in that there. And, you know, they had the little uh, camp today going down there at uh, Little Caesars Arena upstairs and downstairs at they have ice uh, facilities upstairs and as well as on the main floor there. Um, 39 players involved. Uh, I, you know, they're going to get the pick of the litter, and from this point on, they're going to have to separate and and find out where these uh, where these guys are going to be going. Are they going to go to college? Do we put them in our minor league system? Do we shovel them off here? Do we make a trade there? Uh not too many you're going to see, and that's the bad part about this whole situation. Do I give a, a, a good cahoot about it? No, I can't because, again, a lot of these players we're not going to see for maybe two, maybe three years. So good luck on this here. And, and my interest right now is going forward is uh, the free agency thing, uh, the trade situation, what players are going to be coming into camp, what players are going to come out there with a better attitude because they knew they have a brand new coach that do not have to take their BS anymore. And once they give it to them, they may have a one-way ticket out of the city and then some there. Butch, before we go to our final break, uh, this news just coming in uh, late this afternoon. Former Michigan football coach and Detroit Lions coach Gary Moeller. He has passed away at the age of 81. Moeller was a longtime assistant coach under Bull Schembechler and replaced the legendary coach in 1990 upon his retirement. Moeller also uh, coached the Detroit Lions. He was hired on as an assistant head coach. And then when Bobby Ross resigned uh, midway through the 2000 season, Muller was promoted to interim coach and led the Lions to a 4-3 and record. Uh, he offered and accepted uh, a contract extension, but Matt Millen let him go 
in 2001, bringing in more Marty Morningwig, and we all know where that went. Uh, Butch Gary Moeller passing away at the age of 81, certainly a, a big coach in not just uh, Detroit, but uh, Ann Arbor. And everywhere else he, he, he put his finger on, he yep. was a damn good coach here. And a very personable guy, because I got to know him very well when uh, – I was a young kid and took a visit to the University of Michigan when they invited me down there for if they decided they wanted to play or if I wanted to play football for them there. And he was very insightful, very knowledgeable. I got to know him better as a reporter. Uh, my, my first year here, uh, in dealing in Detroit, um, Mecca here, which, uh, we know who screwed that up. Um, yeah, Bowler should never have been thrown out of the Lions. He should never have been thrown. He should have been retained. And if that had happened, I always will believe that the Lions um, organization will always be better off for years to come, okay, because they had the makings there ready for them. That's the same way as they got rid of Carwell and they went from sugar to you-know-what, yep. okay? It, you know, it, it's sad because this was a very gentlemanly person there. Again, his insight on football was extraordinary. He was a, very nice. He was very pleasurable when you need to ask him a question. Uh, and, you know, he he was more than just the football guy. He was always a personal guy to ask about your family, which he would do that constant with me there, okay? Um I, I I hate to hear the the particular news. Uh, he's going to be very well missed from a lot of football people and a lot of people who very much so care from the Moeller and the Moeller family. They have my condolences. Absolutely, and condolences from all of us here at the game. Butch, uh, Detroit Lions will start their camp uh, at the end of July, uh, other than uh, what I've just announced here as far as Gary Moeller. haven't seen a whole lot of news from the Detroit Lions over the past two weeks. Usually a pretty quiet time. Anything that you've heard? Nothing. Nothing. The cover is bare. Okay? <laughs> yes. So that means I say next week, We'll start getting news in about credentialing and a whole lot of other good stuff there. Uh, to get ready for the particular season involved. Uh, they'll try to hype up a lot of things with visits from the Detroit Lions to uh, a malt shop to maybe a liquor store. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> things will happen pretty uh, short but sweet there until we get to training camp when the good news of Detroit Lions football will be headed and find out where we will be headed as far as the team is concerned. Will we be in the bottom of the basement or are you going to get a lot better? It certainly can't get much worse, Butch, and we're hoping for. We <laughs> Probably, I guess we could be 0-17 instead of 0-16. We're going to take yeah. our final break, Butch, but when you and I come back, uh, the big news uh, in college sports the Big Ten adding a couple teams. We'll talk about that along with Wimbledon and who knows what else we'll get in the show. All coming up on the Twin Sues only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. 
Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best-selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Xmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Reed Metals in Tafter is your honest metal recycling business. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals buys heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims and motors, copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, sheet iron, and many more types of metals. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for scrap vehicles, and they also offer roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 747 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, uh, the news over the past couple weeks as far as college sports certainly got pretty interesting as it was announced that USC and UCLA, the University of Southern California and the University of California at Los Angeles, are joining the Big Ten in 2024, the move is for all sports, uh, which uh, USC has 21 uh, varsity sports. UCLA has 20. Uh, this comes one year after Texas and Oklahoma announced that they would be leaving the Big 12 for the SEC in 2025. And certainly, Butch, more uh, changes could be a coming. Uh, many people think there will be uh, two super conferences. Other people uh, think maybe the ACC and Pac-12 will combine more Pac-12 to the Big 10. But uh, first things first, USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. 
Your thoughts. When I first heard about it, I said, well, they don't have no hockey teams there. <laughs> right, right. That's one thing they're going to gain on yep, here. Yep, yep. I, I guess the, uh, the Staples Center is going to be a lot more used if it's still the Staples Center by the time the show's over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's intriguing. And, I, I'm, and talking to some of my colleagues out here, Expect maybe two more teams to come out of the uh, the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 or whatever they're going to call themselves now here, because I'm quite sure there's going to be some moving parts and pieces that particular conference is going to disassemble, or they're going to be adding some uh, uh, Western uh, conferences uh, teams involved in there. That's maybe including Hawaii or maybe Alaska to the Pac. Okay. I don't think they're going to disassemble completely, but it's going to be have to be some changes made to do hyphen up maybe some of the smaller schools in the country because they all want to be a part of this particular uh, goal called the playoff system, yep. which is not developed yet by the NCAA Division One schools, and um, be a part of it there. Uh, again, the biggest wreck in the NCAA Division One football uh, ensemble is is basically how they do the playoffs, and I think a lot of people are getting whiffed of what's going to be happening, and they're getting they're making themselves a very very comfortable uh, conference where they can get the most bang out of its box. Yeah, I kind of have mixed motions on this one, Butch. I like the fact that, you know, on the basketball schedules for conferences, uh, you could have, you know, a road trip for Michigan State going to both UCLA and USC, obviously. on football, okay, when they got to come up here in below zero weather and whatnot here, and UCLA come to Michigan or Michigan State or something, mm-hmm. Ohio State when it's snowing and blowing, that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. And the other thing I think that might be a problem, especially for the schools on the coast are it's not just football and basketball your big money sports it's for every sport you're talking lacrosse you're talking soccer you're talking tennis that's a long road trip from california to new jersey to play a conference matchup uh, many times and so i think the travel you know before butch you could kind of put your geographic footprint in, in the conferences you had them all in one area and for many uh, conferences it still is that but you know it's a lot different than 30 years ago when you had the Rose Bowl, Bowl rather, Big Ten and Pac-10, uh, you had your, your Cotton Bowl and all the conferences. Are we just, uh, at some point, are just all conferences going to be gone and it's going to be just kind of piecemealed uh, geographic uh, super conferences, if you will? Well, one thing we have not mentioned that the big common denominator in all these moves is television money. Yep. And that is huge. That is the big reason why UCLA and USC moved over to the Big Ten, okay, because of television money there. And their contract will run out, uh, you know, so happens when they move over to the Big Ten, okay. So everybody wants to get in, get in on the in crowd where it comes down to making money for their school. So I think that travel situation just got absorbed with the, with the television money there. So no one loses a doggone thing out of that. But the smaller schools, okay, per se, with let's say maybe uh, mm, 
University of Denver go to the Pac-10, I'll say, mm -hmm. per se. That might be a situation that needs to be thought out very well. We're still going to see probably two more teams from the Pac-10 join the Big Ten Conference. And I'm betting money to a, uh, to a big dollar that Oregon is going to be one of them. And you don't need to say no more when I when I spell N-I-K-E. <laughs> yep. When it comes out to Oregon. And, yes, Washington as well there. Those are, both of those teams are very well suited with Nike money and contributions there. Uh, the new stadium that they're going to have the world track uh, uh games this year in uh, Eugene, okay? That's all Nike money, buddy. You know, take it take it for what it's worth. So it's all about right now where the cash is going to be flowing. Uh, uh, the AEC is, is full of cash. Uh, the, AC, uh, the ACC is go wants some of the cash. You expect them, no team, to break away and do their thing there. So it's getting to the point where now uh, they're looking at a possible playoff scenario, which is going to improve hopefully within a couple of years or, or then somewhere they make the decision on that because that is going to expand. Okay, uh, the the current way they're doing football right now in Division One is not going to hold up snot. Okay, so again, everybody's ready, and that right now that's where all the money is is in football. Follow the money, as we always say, book Butch. Uh, speaking oh, yeah. speaking of money, yeah. Speaking of money, Butch, uh, money in the bank. And Vince McMahon uh, paying a lot of money in his bank, apparently uh, $12 million. Vince McMahon, uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment's longtime leader, paid out in hush money to four women, a former female wrestler uh, and others. Butch, uh, your thoughts on the world of wrestling? Certainly the WWE has got their battles, it uh, looks like, in court right now. Vince McMahon's a whore. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't, what, what can I say here, you know? <laughs> and he has a well-publicized wife that he's married to here. I wonder how much permission he got from that. Uh, Not much. Some, I would love to hear what she feels about this particular situation. And by the way, they're not divorced. No. If they are, we haven't heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, 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 that was a... Uh, uh, indeed. It's a good thing that he, he dropped back. He, I don't think he's going to drop completely out of WWE, per se, as far as arranging those wrestling matches and whatnot there. But some of the important stuff until they get the money... <clears throat> in a hush situation, um, he, he, he's there. Now, as far as the money in the bank, I enjoy that tremendously there. Uh, Ronda Rousey, who we know is, you know, thinking about expanding her family ways there. Yep. Uh, she's out of the WWE right now. How long, we have no idea. Uh, she may do a couple more matches and then some to kind of buff up uh, the uh, SummerSlam extravaganza. But again, it, it, we're going to see new people come into play here right after SummerSlam, getting ready for WrestleMania there. And I think the WWE, of all the wrestling ensembles there, is going to be making some of the bigger changes in town, especially when it comes down to the NXT brand and moving some of those particular wrestlers over. Because I think a lot of people are tired of seeing the same old song and dance. 
this past um, this past uh, on SmackDown, twenty minutes of talking and running your mouth before we even got to see a wrestling match. I think people are just tired of it. Okay, they're they're pathetic. They're sick of it. Then they're gonna find other things to do on their Saturday evenings and their Sunday evenings and their whatever evening. I think they got more play last night on A and E. Uh, for the Undertaker and uh, talking about some of the uh, things that go on in the WWE behind closed doors and heart and uh, uh, let me see uh, what Shawn uh, Michaels and whatnot. I yep. watched that last night, all three hours of it, and it was very well done by A and E there per se. There, if I got to trade off from SmackDown to watching that on Sunday, that is, that is the thing to watch. And I invite all your friends if you're into wrestling. Check out A&E, starting about 8 o'clock in the evening on Sunday nights, every Sunday night now. They're going to forecast a WWE star, which is next week, will be Goldberg. And then they'll have some stories surrounding uh, the WWE in this next uh, particular hours or whatnot. And, uh, and followed by a talk show. That was pretty well done last night. I'll be DV- DVRing that one, Butch. We only got a... Yeah couple minutes left uh, so real quick my thumbs up no thumbs down for time purposes a thumbs up to elena rabinka a 101 long shot to win wimbledon for the women she won her first ever representing kazakhstan and thumbs up to my man nick kyrgios been watching this guy for a long time he's uh he's uh animated to say the least uh certainly uh gives it at all gives his all on the court and uh, leaves it all out there he lost in the final to no Novak Djokovic yesterday, Djokovic winning his 21st career Grand Slam, but it was good to see Kyrgios get to a final. He's had a lot of hype, and hopefully he can uh, continue to do that. He's a fun player to watch, and I'm rooting for him. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. Thumbs down with Nick Kyrgios wearing that red hat. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> he waited till the last minute to put a red cap on, knowing they're going to find your rear end and whatnot, <laughs> take it away from some of your money, and somebody's going to run out of town. Maybe Boris Johnson's going to get some of it. Yeah, really. He's getting run out, too. Come on. That was a that was a dope fee move there, okay? <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, thumbs down also go to the Detroit Tigers, and some of the shenanigans have been going on on their ball club lately there. Hey, you know, they got to clean up, and the top guy is said it best. He's got to start off with him and start picking them off like flies here. And we can't get them off by flies. Find some spray on a good exterminator, okay? Let's stop this mess with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, my thumbs up goes for the w, uh, WNBA and their all-star game. It was very well done, very tastefully done. And I give a uh, good kudos to the, to the NHL and how they did uh, uh, their draft. The, you know, the players will never get to see for another three or four years, but the theatrics in a particular thing, how they put it all together here like they was in Hollywood and Montreal. It was pretty nice indeed. Butch, we are flat out of time. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of The Game, sir. We'll be here. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the game. I want to thank Butch Davis, along with David McKegg Jr. and our special guest, Linda Bouvet. We'll talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on News Talk 1400. 
Thanks for listening to the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.